We hope you enjoy this message and that it encourages and inspires you. For more information, head to lifepointwithanee.org.au. Well, this morning I want to ask you, are you in a rut? Have you come to a church and expect what you, your expectation is nothing? Or do you expect this morning that God might break the normal and touch your heart? Where are you at? Is there expectation? Has God got permission to knock you out of your comfort zone? Is it okay? Does he have permission? Lord, this morning, we invite your Holy Spirit that we will hear you. Not me, but Lord, hear what you've got to say to us. Open up our hearts, Lord. Breathe into us expectation that God is not going to leave us where we were when we walked in this morning, but God is going to transform us to be who he wants us to be in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I've got the privilege of doing the last part of our series, Not Afraid. And I was praying about it. What do I need to deal with, Lord, about being not afraid? And God just put in my heart anxiety, anxiety. Anxiety really grips us and anxiety stops us from reaching our potential. I thought, oh, that's a simple thing. Five minutes just talk about anxiety. Everybody will be right, won't they? And I really thought it's not even dealing with anxiety. My topic this morning is simply starting to reverse anxiety. And if you just get one increment today about reversing the anxiety that you have in your life, hey, something amazing is happening. Anxiety is part of everybody's life. And that's normal. Sometimes you think, because I'm anxious, what am I doing wrong? I'm not a good Christian because I'm anxious. But if you read the Word of God, God tells us to cast all of our cares and anxiety on Him because He cares for us. God knows we're going to be anxious. God knows in our life there's going to be seasons where things are more anxious than other times. He says, not if troubles come, but He says, when troubles come. James says, count it all joy when you encounter various trials. So what the Bible is saying, don't expect a life that's never got any challenges or struggles. Expect these things and hear God's heart in the journey. God is using this because He wants to create character in us. Even the disciples, they got anxious. Now, does that make you feel good? The disciples got anxious. Let me read Mark 4, 35 onwards. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats were following them. But soon a fierce storm come up. High waves were breaking into the boat and began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silent, be still. And suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the winds and the waves obey him. I have got so many questions about that passage. My questions are, how the other guys fare in the other boats? <laughs> How'd they go? They didn't have Jesus. They had no one to wake up. How did they fare? 
Jesus fixes their problems straight away. They had another problem. They're, they're frightened because Jesus was so powerful. You know, in life, we go from one degree of anxiety to another. These guys, I think, were so pleased to get out of the boat, get onto dry land and relax. You know, for all of us, as we try to live the life that God intends us to live, which is abundant life with all its fullness, we're going to encounter these obstacles and these difficulties. John 10.10 says, the thief comes to steal to kill, steal and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it abundantly. To have the abundant life, let me tell you, isn't a life totally free of anxiety. The abundant life, it doesn't mean everything is perfect. Everything's going right. There's no struggles. There's no problems. There's no obstacles. The abundant life is simply trusting God when those things happening are happening and living the life that God's called us to live above those things, even though they are there. Understand anxiety, it's a thief. It comes to steal stuff from you. Anxiety steals your thoughts, steals your peace, steals your joy, steals your confidence, steals your time, steals your happiness and steals your productivity. For many years, a woman couldn't sleep at night because she was so worried that a home would be broken into. It was such an uneasy thought for her and it dominated her mind day in and day out. One night, her husband heard a noise in the house. He went downstairs to investigate. When he got there, he found a burglar. The husband said to him, hey, could you come upstairs and meet my wife? She's been waiting 10 years for you. (laughs) A thief will steal once from you, but anxiety will steal every single minute of every single day if you allow it to. We've got to do something to start reversing it and stopping it from happening. Now, has anyone here ever struggled with anxiety? Could I see a hand? No one, okay, I'll put my hand up. Is there anyone who's never had anxious thoughts? Has anxiety ever stolen your thoughts, your peace, your confidence or your joy? You know exactly what I'm talking about. We're all on the one page here. You're not alone in your struggle. Look at three people near you. Have a look at these, look at three people. Look at them near you, three people. They know what it is to be anxious as well. They have anxiety. They know what it's like. We've just got to learn to reverse anxiety. It's like a whirlwind. It sucks everything into it. It's like, I've got a problem here, so I'm focusing on that problem. And then all of a sudden, this problem is added. I'm trying to deal with this one, but now I've got this problem. Oh, and I remembered I had this problem over here, so I'm thinking about this. And now I've got this other issue over here. Or was it this one or that one? And then you start to think, yep, I've got this problem. I've got that one. I've got this, that's happening again. And you start to spin, you start to spin. And all these problems, rather than being individual problems, what happens is all these problems start to be enmeshed into a whirlwind, an absolute whirlwind of problems that you think, I'm just so anxious. So what happens is you become anxious about being anxious, not even anxious about the problems. 
So this morning, I've just got one short message, so I don't expect to transform people's lives who have really um, struggled with anxiety and been a senior counsellor or been to get some help. That is great that you do it, and I applaud you for doing that. Congratulations. Well done. And tonight in our um, session tonight, as we share about this, we're actually having a counsellor there to answer some questions for us for our younger generation as well. But I want to say this morning, God's Word is powerful, absolutely powerful. I preach His Word because I believe it. I believe in the power of God and I believe that God at times does miracles and He's a miracle working God. And that as we take a step and we trust Him, He can do a miracle. And I'm trusting this morning, maybe you're going to have a miracle. Is that fair enough? It's fair enough because that's how I live my life. I pray for a miracle. If I don't get it, I still love God. I still serve Him. But if I get it, I just thank God and say, wow, thank God that I prayed for it. Is that okay? So let's believe God that He is a God of more than anything else on this planet. So what are you worrying about today? You're worrying about your bills, your kids, your health, your marriage, your relationships, your finances, your world, your circumstances, your job. Pre-COVID, we're worried about getting the new strain of COVID. We're worried about maybe lockdowns coming in. We're worried about the whole business sector and not being able to get staff and things like that. We're worried about interest rates going down. We're worried about wars. We're worried about Chinese in the South Pacific. We're worried about natural disasters now. There is so much to worry about. And if we want to focus on how be anxious about everything we're worrying about, we're going to spend a whole day just thinking about the next thing and it becomes the whirlwind because there's so much there. But I want to suggest the Bible teaches us some amazing things. Matthew 6.25, this is what Jesus says about your life. Listen to him. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body or what you're going to wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds in the air. God is always trying to get us to look at things other than ourselves. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. You are not much, you are so much more valuable than they are. Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field, they do not labor and they do not spin. Worry just makes us spin around. We're worried that God hasn't got it. I remember one time being out in the garden and I was really worried about something. I was just just anxious about something else. And for some reason, God sent this little willy-wag tail. And right on the fence, just right, right beside me, only just about um, 30 centimetres away, this little willy-wag tail jumped on the fence and just stayed there. He wasn't scared by me, he just stayed there. And I looked at the detail in him and I looked at how much God loved him. And it was just a sign of this verse, that God loves me so much more. And this morning, I wanna remind you that God loves you. God's not judging you because of your circumstances. God isn't judging you because of the challenges you've got. God isn't judging you because you face anxiety. God absolutely loves you. You are amazing. God created you, you. He loves every part of you. He loves who you are and He wants you to be the best you can possibly be. So how do we deal with anxiety? Well, Scripture this really shows us through different illustrations what to do. And the first one I want to talk about is sometimes the circumstances don't go away 
but we can still have peace. Sometimes we think, I'll get rid of my anxiety when the circumstances go away. But in Scripture, it talks about something different. It says, my um, peace comes above the feeling of anxiety. We've got a beautiful story in Philippians chapter four where Paul, Paul is in prison. Now, Paul is in prison just because he won justice done. He had to go all the way to Rome. He's in prison. He's in chains at Rome and he's writing to the Philippian church. And he's trying to tell them in their circumstance because they were going through some horrific circumstances. And this is what he says to them. Paul says to this church when he's in Rome and should be anxious because at any time they could come in and say, that's it, and he loses his head. He should be anxious. He should be fearful. But somehow he lived above his anxiety and he writes this. And I hate this verse. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. (laughs) In the midst of that, how could that guy do that? How could that guy in prison write that and believe that? Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say it, rejoice. Isn't that amazing? That proves to me, even though I hate that verse, it proves to me that it's possible. It proves to me what Scripture says, that there is a place where we live from victory, not under circumstances. There is a place where we pray from victory, not from defeat. He says, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near to you. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, be, present your requests to God. And now here comes the clench. And he's not saying God's going to get you out of prison. God's going to answer everything. But he says, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. He's saying there's going to be peace. If you trust in God, we're so busy praying for God to change our circumstances and allowing them just to add up and we start to get anxious about it and we're praying for more and when God changes, changes this rather than spinning around, stop spinning and start to say, God, I know I've got these circumstances. I surrender them to you. But God, in the midst of the circumstances, the Word of God says there's peace. I'm praying, God, that you will give me peace. It says, finally, Brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is honourable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, if there's any excellence, anything worthy of praise, set your mind on these things. Set your mind on the good stuff. Don't set your mind on all those issues. But when we start to set, that means I gear my mind, I set my mind on the good stuff the right stuff, that God is still on the throne, that God, there is an answer coming. God, that you're the God of more than enough and I trust my prayer with you. I'm not gonna every moment, every day, carry it and start bombarding you as if you've never heard me, but I prayed God this morning about that and now I trust you with it. I leave that with you and today I wanna say thank you that you're in charge, that you are my God. Then Peter Peter adds to this. Peter, in his circumstance, he was one of the guys in the boat who was freaking out. He was one of the guys in the boat that was so terrified when Jesus does the miracle, he's so afraid. And then he writes, he writes to people who are going through so much struggles, to um, Christians who are really in a bad way. And he says, all of you clothe yourself with humility towards one another. Because 
God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may lift you up in due time. We don't like that verse, but we love the next one. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Peter's saying, even in your circumstances, pride can rise up. Pride can rise up in such a way that I think I deserve God to answer this because God, I'm good and I'm worthy of an answer. So our pride rises up and we get angry with God and we get frustrated with God because the God who can answer anything hasn't answered my prayer. God, why would you answer my prayer? God, why wouldn't you answer my prayer? Or he answers someone else's prayer and you think, well, God, how come you're answering their prayer and not mine? So what it's saying is if pride rises up and we start to set ourselves on a pedestal and we have an expectation that God, the, the only people in the universe is God and myself and God will always come and answer my prayer the way I want to, there may be a little bit of pride there that we need to have a look at. And be careful how pride sneaks in. God has ways to humble ourselves. Pride is just so devious. So if we really want to have that sense of God's peace, if we want to cast our anxiety on Him, we've got to make sure we're not prideful. Let me tell you the story this week. I'm preaching on anxiety. I had a busy week and just trying to get it all together. And... Um, I was getting anxious about preaching on on anxiety. And I started to look into that. Why am I anxious about preaching on anxiety? And I realised that I wanted it to go good. But then I went and looked a bit further. I thought, I wanted it to go good so I'd look good. And I was anxious that someone might come to me and say, well, Phil, that's the worst message you've ever done and the worst message I ever heard. And it's all about my pride. It doesn't matter how good or bad it is. As long as I do what Jesus wants and he's smiling at the end of this, I'm happy, guys. So say what you like. I'm set free. (laughs) So I'll continue raving on about a few more things and I'm happy to do it. But that's it. That's what happens with pride. You see it. You got it in your life. You see what happens. Be honest with it. Call it what it is and deal with it and move on. And there the anxiety goes because it's not about me. It's just about Holy Spirit, do what you wanted to do today. So stop spinning. How to reverse anxiety? Stop spinning. Just stop spinning and put it all into one pot. Deal with that one. Pray about it. Put it at the feet of Jesus. Done. Deal with that one. Pray about it. Put it at the feet of Jesus. Done. Deal with it. Pray about it. Put it at the feet of Jesus. Done. And stop spinning. Now I've done those things. I've given them to Jesus by faith. God, I want to worship you. Put some worship music on. Put, a, put that amazing new song that we learned this morning about the name of Jesus and how powerful it is. Put that on, listen to it and declare it. Give it to God. Stop worrying and start worshipping. Makes a difference. The second thing is part of being brave is the ability to discern between genuine concern and needless anxiety. Sometimes we're genuinely concerned, but other times we're just anxious. We're in the spin and we're just anxious. And if we're always anxious about stuff, start putting it into perspective. Call it for what it 
is. I know about 10 years ago, um, yeah, I was going through some burnout. I remember I used to come to work and drive up the driveway. And as I was driving up the driveway, I used to be so anxious, absolutely so anxious. It almost overtook me that I just wanted to go home. And I started to talk to myself, what are you anxious about? Is the boss going to be hard on you today? Probably not. Um, <laughs> what can the boss say to you to ruin your day? Well, depends how I'm feeling about myself to what I say about myself. Then I realised, hey, self-talk, there's nothing. There's nothing to fear. You're the boss, mate. <laughs> Relax. And as simple as that. And sometimes to see it the way it is. But these days it's changed a little bit because my grandson, Kaiden, comes in. He gets on my phone um, that connects to all the other phones in the offices and he calls up staff in the office and he says, um, hey, Sarah, working hard? I'm the boss, get back to work. <laughs> then he hangs up. Then he calls Lloydie, Lloydie next door. Hey, Lloydie, working hard? I'm the boss, you get back to work. <laughs> You've got to fear him rather than me. Don't be anxious, see it for what it is. The difference between genuine concern, if I'm genuinely concerned about, that's fair enough, be concerned, give it to Jesus. But sometimes we get so used to being concerned, we carry this baggage and we think, I should be worrying, I'm not worrying, I've got to put this worry back on. And that, that's happened to me in life sometimes, that I've been worried about a number of things and then I thought, no, I'm going to leave, I'm going to relax. And then I find I'm worrying about it again. As a child, I used to hate going to the dentist. I hated going to the dentist. If some people are uh, quite old, like myself, like 40, um, you were really, <laughs> you'll probably remember at the dentist, they used to have the aeroplane drills. They weren't the new mang mangled drills they've got now. They've got this nice sound and it's got all this water coming through. They used to have this great big thing they pull down from the roof and they put it on your tooth and the whole seat would vibrate, it'd just vibrate. And I used to hate going to the dentist, so the moment mum told me I was going to the dentist, a week before I'd stress out, I'd get anxious. I'd get anxious, I'd get frightened, I'd be stressed out. And that even, even went into my 20s and 30s, I was always anxious about the dentist. And I thought, well, I've got to get over this. So I decided one time I was going to the dentist, I'm not gonna think about it to the moment I walk in the door. And it used to, Come and try to think about it. No, not interested, not interested. And then I got there and I sat in the, um, sat in the waiting room and thought, oh my goodness, I can't go in. I haven't worried about this long enough to go in. I'm so used to worrying about it, it won't work. My tooth won't be right because I haven't worried for a week. Then I realised it made no difference whatsoever. Don't waste your time. If you can push it back, don't waste your time worrying. When the enemy comes after your destiny to try and limit your future, his first step is to build a stronghold in your imagination. The devil makes you imagine stuff. He really works hard to make us imagine it's gonna be worse than what it is, imagine that you're gonna get in trouble, imagine things gonna go wrong. The devil has been dethroned. Jesus has the victory. He's lost its power and authority. He will roar, he'll make a great sound, but a lot of the stuff that he puts in your mind will never come to pass. And you need to clear that. You need to pray that from a place of victory, not a place of defeat. That God, you are greater than this. If you, for some reason, would allow this to happen in my life, well, I will trust you, but it may never happen. Dethrone the words of the enemy.
He speaks hard, He speaks long, and He speaks relentlessly. Deal with Him, move on. And the last thing is, who's controlling your life? Who is controlling your life really? See, I thought that I was in charge of this service, but I realized that I'm not the real boss of this service is happening up there. And quite often, thanks guys, you can stop now, please. <laughs> but so quite often what happens is, I think I'm in charge, I think I'm in control and I get pride and I think I'm in control, but you gotta realize there's someone bigger than me. Hey, I just do my bit here, but anytime they can turn me off, we can stop going online at any moment if someone just flicks a switch. I'm not really in control. It may look as though I am, but I'm not. And the same thing with God. Sometimes we like to think we're in control, but I wanna remind you this morning that God is in control. God absolutely loves you. God absolutely wants to wrap his arms around you and tell you that every step of the way, every journey along the way, God will be with you. Trust him. And when we start to understand that, when we start to let go of the steering wheel and get in the passenger seat, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing because I don't have to control it. I don't have to control it with my prayers. I don't have to control it with what I say. I don't have to control it by trying to engineer circumstances to make something happen. I don't have to control it by going out of my way to try and put stuff in place. I let him do it. And when we let him do it, do it, it makes all the difference. The path out of anxiety calms the storms, calms our worries, brings us to a point of peace. So this morning, we're looking for peace in the midst of the circumstances. Straight away, your mind will want to go and pray to change the circumstances. I'm not preaching about changing your circumstances. I'm preaching about reversing anxiety by finding peace in the midst of your circumstances. And that is so powerful. When we can start to stop spinning, claim what we need to claim, deal with what we need to deal with, Give it to God and say, God, empty my mind of this anxiety and let me know your peace. Is that good? This morning, I want to pray. As our worship team comes, I want to pray for people. I want to pray that you will know peace in the midst of your circumstances, that the anxiety that you've, tra- you've walked with for so long, that tonight, today, that God would do a miracle and touch your heart and make a difference. Now I was preaching on this and our prayer team who prayed this morning didn't realise what the service was about, but they gave me a message and this was before the service and they said, we're praying and we're praying and what we're seeing is there's lots of people here with anxiety. And if they can just push through, if they can reach through and push their hands up to God, it's like a helicopter, that God will lift them out of their anxiety and God will give them peace. And I think that's what God wants to do. So can we stand together? If you're at home, I'd just love you to stand where you are because you really know what I'm talking about. Just first of all, first of all, 
the stuff that you're anxious about. I wanna ask you to lay them, those things at Jesus' feet. Name them and lay them at His feet. Can you do that first of all? Name them, lay them at His feet. We just place them, Lord, at your feet. There's so much stuff there, Lord, that we've given to you. We just lay it down. And Lord, would you look after that? For every single person that's laid stuff down to your feet, I pray, Lord, that you look after it. Thank you that you're big enough. The God of the universe can look after that. It's surrendered at your feet. We've prayed enough prayers about those things, Lord, and we really so much want an answer, but we trust in You. We trust You today that Your answers are on the way, that You've got that. And now, Lord, I wanna lift my hands up to You. I wanna lift my hands up to You and reach out to You and say, God, would You give me peace? I pray, Holy Spirit, that just start to flood hearts as people raise their hands before You that God, you'd start to flood hearts with the peace of God that passes all understanding, that there'd be an incredible sense that God, you're with us, that there's peace, peace flowing from me, Lord God, because you have got all things in control. So just each of our lives, Lord, let your peace flow through. the name of Jesus. The Lord, there's no other name but Your name. We declare that. We silence the lies of the enemy. We break what He's spoken over our lives. We break the stuff that He's done to, to rob us, to kill, steal and destroy our peace. Lord, we break that now in Jesus' name. And we declare, God, You're the God of all peace and we receive this peace, Lord. We receive this peace that You're the God of more than enough who gives peace and we say thanks. So Holy Spirit, just flood our souls. Flood our souls with peace to know You, to cast, to cast off everything else and aim for peace, Lord, peace. Cast all your care and anxiety on Him because He cares for you. God, this morning, we thank You. We thank You for your peace, in Jesus' name, amen.